to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome back to the Skewered Universe Podcast. My name is Jeff, your host through this Skewered Podcast. Yeah, that's right. I said it like that. This week I'm doing something a little bit different. Uh, As you can tell, I'm not introducing a co-host because Leanne has taken some time off. She's gone to visit a friend in Portland. She'll be back soon and we'll record again. But tonight I wanted to do something a little different. Not your typical movie review. I want to talk about what got me into horror in the first place, and one movie in particular that kind of opened that door for me. So when I was a little kid, my parents rented Gremlins from the video store. And this was back in the days of VHS, not DVD, not Blu-ray. Alright, so we're talking just a couple of years after its release. And I remember watching it, And I was really enjoying it up until the scene where the gremlins started to hatch from their cocoons. I scurried around the side of the television and would not come back out until that scene was over. And actually, I don't think I ever did come back out because it was several years later when I was older that I actually saw the full movie for the first time and realized how much fun it was. So, starting off wasn't really like, oh, this is cool. I got scared. As a kid, I got scared of all horror. I was scared of Freddy. I was scared of Jason. I had nightmares about Freddy chasing me through a Super Mario Brothers video game. It was crazy. But in the early 2000s, right around the time when podcasts started to become relevant, I picked up a few podcasts I heard about them, started listening, and I realized, hearing some of the stories these people told about watching, seeing stuff way too young, or seeing Nightmare on Elm Street, or Friday the 13th on their local stations growing up, that I was the same kid. I just never really knew it, if you understand. I never sought out horror at the video store. I was always intrigued to look at the posters and the standees and all the crazy box art at our local video store. But I was so scared as a kid, I didn't want to rent any of it. I didn't want to ask my parents because I knew they'd be like, "Uh, I don't know, that's probably too scary for you. You hid from gremlins, remember? So I caught it all on local television. But there was one movie that kind of opened that door 
and made me want to seek more. And I, I realized that going back, listening to those podcasts and hearing those stories that I was one of those kids. I was a horror kid growing up. I just didn't realize it. I didn't realize it because I guess I just didn't want to or wasn't sure. But looking back, I, I look back at all those memories I had and I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking horror kid. Now, this movie in particular is about a group of kids who band together to fight off something bad happening in their town. And in the end, they save the day. Now, this may sound like Goonies to you. And let me, let me say this. There were two types of kids growing up when I was young. There were Goonies kids, and there were the Monster Squad kids. I'm a Monster Squad kid. So that's what I want to talk about. The Monster Squad was the movie that kind of opened the door for me to explore more horror. You have this group of kids who are right around my age when we rented it from the video store. My younger brother and I rented it, and it stuck with me. This group of kids forming this monster club. I didn't have friends like that. I wasn't, I wasn't that kid, but I wanted it. I remember wanting to have those friends like, oh, we could talk about monsters and we could talk about all these, you know, scary movies that we love. Oh, it's going to be great. And I didn't really have those friends. My friends, we were baseball and sports and pro wrestling. So we were just genre adjacent. But seeing this group of kids and then there was Horace, who they called Fat Kid, and me being a fat kid kind of identified with him when he had his hero moment. I was like, fuck yeah, he killed the Gill Man. And just seeing these universal monsters, because I hadn't seen any of the universal monster movies to this point. So seeing them in a slightly different way, but presented to me in this kid's movie that was just fun and real. You have Dracula and the Wolfman, the Mummy, Gill Man, and Frankenstein's monster. And it was just so cool to see that. Everything about that movie stuck with me. From when Sean is telling Horace, kick him in the nards when they're confronted by the wolfman. And Horace is saying, he doesn't, he doesn't got, he doesn't got nards. And he kicks him and wolfman's got nards. And it stuck with me. And I remember asking friends growing up, did you see the monster squad? Oh my gosh. They're like, I don't know what that is. And it's sad because this movie didn't do well in the box office. I remember, well, I don't remember. I listened, I heard later accounts and read later accounts of people renting this week after week from the video store in their town, watching it almost all the time. Our video store only had one copy. We rented it once, and I never saw it in that store again. So I don't know if somebody bought it, if they kept it, or if somebody just kept it because they loved it that much. I'm not sure. So if it faded away. I wasn't able to find it, but it stuck with me. I remembered the movie so much. I remembered Van Helsing's Diary and Limbo and Phoebe making friends with Frankenstein's monster and this group of kids and Rudy being the badass. Just the cool kids you wanted to hang out with and then Horace getting his hero moment. Eugene writing a letter to the military to come in and help him with the monsters. It stuck with me. So for years, you know, I remembered this. 
But what this movie did was it opened the door. Because after that, I remember staying up late on the weekends and trying to watch Freddy's Nightmares and not get too scared and shutting it off when I'd get too scared. Our local stations here in Southern California would run A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, 4, and 5 religiously almost every weekend. They would like alternate channels, but there was always one that played them. So I remembered seeing Dream Warriors and Dream Child and Dream Master. I was like, oh, these are cool. I can't wait till I can rent these someday on my own and not have to worry about somebody going, oh, you shouldn't watch that. Another local channel would play the Friday the 13th movies, so I would see like part 5 and 6. And I even think part 3 and part 4. And it was just all of those. The Halloween movies would come up every now and then. And I would just seek these out. And I remember watching Elvira's movie Macabre on one of the local stations. Just being like, I mean, <laughs> horror aside, Elvira was an awakening for a lot of us straight males back then. But I digress. She introduced some other movies. Now, I can't tell you what those movies were because I don't remember. But I remember watching me like, these are fun. She makes this fun. She's letting me realize I don't have to be scared. Even though, as an 8, 9, 10-year-old child, it is easy to be scared of certain things. And I was, but I kept seeking it out. I kept seeking it out. And then later on, through my dad, I discovered Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And I love that movie to this day. Is it cheesy? Is it not scary? Yeah, it's not scary. I don't like clowns. I'm afraid of clowns. These are aliens that happen to look like clowns, not scary. Now, if I see a clown walking down the street towards my house, <laughs> I'm going inside and locking the door. If I ever get confronted by a clown on the street, I may just punch him. I don't have... Okay, little side story here about the fear of clowns thing. Uh, where I live, we have a theme park, Knott's Berry Farm. Every Halloween, pre-COVID, they would do a Halloween haunt. So annually, they would do up the park, have these mazes. And not long after I had left working at that park, it was a few years down the road, I was working for a law firm here in the area. And a bunch of us decided we were going to get together and get tickets to go to Not Scary Farm. So we'd go to the Halloween haunt and go through the mazes, have a lot of fun. We were going through, we did mazes, then we got to the clown maze. And I adamantly said, nope, nope, not going to do it. I got pressured into doing it. Well, in a way, I kind of just buckled. It was, I didn't buckle, I was just like, okay, I'll do this. But after that, we're going to do what I want to do. And we did. We went to another maze that I was really looking forward to, but... I digress. So we went through this maze, and I remember the clowns jumping out around the corners. If you've ever been to a Halloween haunt or one of those mazes or a scare house, there's always guys lurking around the corner. Well, I could see, because I was watching, I had like eagle eyes this night, like everything was sharp. And I could see them coming around, kind of peeking around the corner. And I remember one, he scared the friend that was several feet in front of me. And somebody told me, because I didn't remember, I had both fists clenched and at the side just like ready to throw at any point. This one clown, I remember, he looked around the corner 
must have seen that I was ready to throw fists, backed up, completely out of sight. I walked by, and he scared the people <laughs> immediately behind us. He didn't even scare my friend that was right behind me. He went to the next group of people. That was several <laughs> occurrences that happened through this maze. So, anyway, I digress. Just a little side story there to let you know how... <laughs> My fear of clowns triggers a fight reflex, not a flight reflex. <laughs> anyway, so I discovered killer clowns from outer space, and from there I just just started consuming all this horror. I've watched sci-fi when they'd have their, you know, horror movie marathons. They'd play several of the Halloween movies. AMC at Halloween time, they'd play several of the Halloween movies and these other things. When Netflix came into existence... I was on board immediately and just started renting all the obscure titles I could get, like Dead Alive. Oh, what else did I rent? I rented stuff that I didn't even... Uh, I can't even remember now, and I wish I could go back and pull up that list of rentals I had. But there was so much stuff that I couldn't get my hands on. Stuff that I heard recommended from podcasts. And then we had a blockbuster down the street, so I would go there and rent, because our local video store didn't... When I'd go there, they didn't have a whole lot of stuff that I hadn't seen. It was... The, their horror section shrunk a lot. So unfortunately, I had to go to Blockbuster and pay the demon to rent movies. So I would rent all this obscure stuff. Just whatever I could get my hands on for during a weekend. And just watch those four movies. Take them back. Get them on like a Friday. Watch them Friday night and Saturday morning take them back Saturday, and then rent a few more to watch Saturday and Sunday. Taking a drink. Oh, a lot of talking in this one. And just, I wanted to consume as much horror as I could. And that's because of the Monster Squad. As it made me realize it could be fun. There were scary moments in the movie, but it was fun. And even though I would get scared watching Freddy's Nightmares or these late-night horror movies, I remember 3 in the morning one time. I was probably 10, 11. Might have even been 9. I had turned on the TV, and one of the local stations was playing the original Day of the Dead. George Romero's 1985 classic Day of the Dead. And back then, they didn't cut a whole lot out when they were airing them at 3 in the morning. So I probably saw a lot more than I should have. Language-wise, it was cut, but graphically, there was still a lot there. And I remember watching it for about an hour, and I went, well, I'm not sleeping tonight. Turned it off and just laid in bed till the sun came up. Because <laughs> I was... My adrenaline was going. I was freaked out, but I was like, that was so much fun. So Monster Squad was really the genesis of me becoming a horror kid and how I didn't realize that for so many years I'd be going and just watching this horror then I realized holy shit when I heard other podcasts talking about how Monster Squad was like their favorite movie growing up they were watching it as a kid watching it with their friends and everybody loving it and they just wanted more and more and more I was like that's the movie that did it for me holy shit that's why I love horror And it's really weird to think that one movie could do that. And I'm sure there are people out there who have that one action movie that they saw when they were younger that was like, 
oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. This is what I love about action movies. That's why I'm an action movie junkie. Or there's something about sports that really got him into that. Everyone has that one thing. Mine was Monster Squad, and it opening the door for me to become a horror fan. It's, it's funny when I look back now, because for years I didn't realize it, but this movie stuck with me. And I didn't realize that the, probably the reason it stuck with me is because it was so much fun. And that's why I sought out all this horror. That's why I was going and renting all these movies and getting Netflix to get all these, you know, four discs at a time to see what I could get. You know, renting like Cube and... Oh, God, what else did I rent? See, I, I went over this earlier, and I'm still having a hard time remembering what else I rented from Netflix because there was just some obscure stuff. Uh, like I said, Dead Alive, I think Bad Taste I rented. Uh, there were There were so many, so many. And then when you get to streaming and you start seeing the digital libraries open up and stuff like that and boutique labels now pulling all this stuff out of the archives that maybe we had seen once and would never see again or stuff that hasn't seen the light of day forever. It's, it's crazy that how we can get so much now, but this has gone into a whole different area talking about availability of horror when really I wanted to discuss how this movie opened the door because it was so much fun because I connected with those kids because I was around the same age and I think that's where the magic was I saw a movie where there were kids my age as the main characters as the heroes fighting these monsters taking on Dracula and the Wolfman making friends with Frankenstein's monster you know, defeating the mummy, shooting Gilman right in the chest with a shotgun, standing up to their bullies, making friends with the cool kid, and having this monster club where they talk about the different ways to kill a werewolf and the different ways to kill a vampire. It, it was so cool. And then looking back when I watched it, and I just watched it the other night because I was so <laughs> into the fact that I wanted to record this. And it still holds up for me. Maybe it's tinted with nostalgia. But you know what? There's so much done right about that movie. A Shane Black and Fred Decker wrote a movie. And Fred Decker, Fred Decker directed a movie that stuck with so many people. And it sucks that they didn't get the recognition they deserved back then. Because this movie would have stuck around and maybe influenced even more people. But on that note, I want to also talk a little bit about the documentary I saw, Wolfman's Got Nards, which was directed by Andre Gower, who played Sean at the Monster Squad. He's the leader of the club. And this documentary is just about people who love the movie, and they talk to Fred Decker and Shane Black, and he's... Shane Black seems disappointed that it didn't go anywhere. Fred Decker's really just like, well, it's a moment in my life. I kind of wish we got this recognition when it was out, but he's a very kind of matter-of-fact guy. So he just tells it as it is. But there were so many people who I saw were just like me. They saw it at a young age, and it stuck with them, and they were just these really, really rabid fans. Like, they loved everything about the Monster Squad. They had memorabilia. They had posters. They were making custom figures because none exist. 
one guy's collecting VHS versions of the Monster Squad from all across the globe. It's crazy. And to see there were people who were introducing their kids to the Monster Squad, and they loved the movie. It was really, really heartwarming because it made me feel like, hey, we're part of the same group. We can all be friends. Because if we all met somewhere, we have one common thing. Monster Squad. We're part of that club, too. So every one of these people had that Genesis moment where they realized, holy shit, I love this movie. It's amazing. And it may have done the same thing for them it did to me and opened the door into horror. I, I don't really know 100%, but seeing these fans and talking about their love and then seeing Andre Gower, Ryan Lambert, who played Rudy, and Ashley Bank, who played Phoebe, go on this tour of the Alamo Draft House cinemas when they were doing it, and all these people showing up and just giving them the love and support that I wish they would have got way back when, because these guys had no idea this movie meant so much to, to so many people. And I hold it dear because it was the gateway drug <laughs> for me into horror. Monster Squad was my gateway drug into horror. And I think so many of those people in that documentary felt the same way. Because they would go there and tell them their stories. And these, these three actors who were in the movie didn't realize that they had made something that touched everyone. And it was really cool to see that. It was really cool to see that they're finally seeing how much this movie meant to so many people. So bottom line is, I really love the Monster Squad. I hold it near and dear to me because it was the movie that started it all. It sparked that match, lit that fire deep inside me for a love of horror, seeking out the adrenaline rush, seeking out the fun, wanting to be scared. And I know some people out there will be like, I've been watching horror for years, nothing scares me anymore. There's a lot that doesn't scare me. But there's a lot that still does. There are some things that you watch that just get under your skin. You're like, Ooh. Uh, There was one night, <laughs> and I may have been under the influence of some legal things here in California. And I don't know if you guys have watched the movie Terrifier on Shudder. We tried, Leanne and I. And... I was so far under the influence that it was freaking me the fuck out. And I said, we need to turn this off. I have to be more sober to watch this. It was getting under my skin and really freaking me out. It was really... <laughs> and I know that even if I wasn't intoxicated, we'll say, inebriated to a point, it would still get under my skin. Because it was just that creepy. Anyway, there's still a lot that scares me, and I still seek it out. I want that adrenaline rush. I want that that chill down my spine. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more movies that I see that do it. But then on the same note, I just love the fun, over-the-top, crazy horror movies. that aren't really scary, but there's just, you know, fun gore, fun effects, and they don't take themselves too seriously. They're like, hey... Look, this is about a crazy demon thing that comes down and just kills a bunch of people. It's insane. It's insane that one movie for me could open a door to 
a world of things I never thought I'd ever watch as a young kid who hid around the TV from Gremlins. So, in closing, if you haven't seen The Monster Squad, I highly recommend you check it out. If you're someone who loves 80s horror movies, this is one of those 80s horror movies that is really worth the time to seek out. You can rent it on Prime. I actually think it's available on Amazon Prime without even renting if you have if you're signed up for Prime service. If not, you can rent it on Vudu. You can probably still find the DVD somewhere, although I think it, the DVD and Blu-ray have been out of print for a while. So I'm hoping somebody steps up and gets that back to us. That's available to rent. If Hell, if you're a VHS collector, seek it out. Maybe you can find one that's not too damaged and not too expensive. I don't know what the price is on that, but hopefully, if you're a collector, you can find one. But I definitely, definitely stamp this movie with the Skewered Universe podcast seal of approval. It's one you should see. Seek it out. Watch it. And if you are a fan of Monster Squad, I definitely recommend you check out that documentary, Wolfman's Gotten Arts. I got it on Vudu. You can get it there. I'm sure it's available on some other platforms too. But I think we're going to wrap it up there. Check out the Monster Squad. Check out Wolfman's Gotten Arts. Introduce your kids. If you're wondering about a movie to show your kids who are about 10, 11 years old, this is the movie for them. I'd say watch it with them. Let them experience it. It'll be a lot of fun. So until next time, keep enjoying that universe that's just a bit skewered. Check out Skewered Universe Podcast at the following links. Skeweredhead.com Facebook.com slash groups slash Skewered Universe Podcast Skeweruniverse.podbean.com Twitter at SkeweredU Instagram, Skewered underscore Universe Email the show at Skewered Universe Podcast at gmail.com